0: I Love Mortgage Brokering, episode 99. Want to rock your mortgage business? Then crank up the volume with your host, Scott Peckford, on I Love Mortgage Brokering. Today on the show, I have Eddie Cacciolo of Mortgage Center. Eddie is the president of Mortgage Center Canada, and Eddie shows what's possible with pure hustle. He started as a bank teller and just worked his way up to now being the president of a national brokerage. If you enjoyed this interview or you'd like to work with Eddie at Mortgage Center, you can reach out to him online. A question I get asked all the time is, Scott, where should I hang my mortgage license? Now, to me, where someone hangs their license is a very personal question. It's like saying, Scott, which car should I buy? I don't know, it really just depends on what's important to you. So, we decided to create a career section of the I Love Mortgage Brokering site where brokers could put in their postal code and search for brokerages that are currently recruiting. The idea came when my wife and I were car shopping and we went into the car dealer and we were looking at a couple different models. And in the windows of the car, there was the sticker. And on the sticker, it had engine size and mileage and all the important features. And we could compare one car to the next in the same class. Ultimately, we would take the car for a drive and we chose the one that felt right. It's a lot like looking for a brokerage. But there is no easy way to compare one company to the next until now. This is why we created the career section. But instead of comparing engine size, you can compare number of brokers, status with lenders. Do they have mentoring and other key pieces of data? Ultimately, where you hang your license is a very personal thing. The career section allows you to do your homework to make such a huge decision and to do some connecting. Check out I Love Mortgage Brokering/slash careers and check out this interview with Eddie. He's a rock star. Hi, Broker Nation. I am thrilled to introduce our guest today, Eddie Cacholo. Eddie's been in the mortgage business since 1996. He started as a teller and is now the president of Mortgage Centre Canada. There is definitely a story there. He's had an amazing career, and I'm stoked for this interview today. Eddie, you ready to rock?
1: Thank you, Scott. Sure am.
0: Awesome. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into the mortgage business?
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of unconventional, but not really. I was a bank teller going through school and kind of moved up the ranks, Uh, became a side counter person, had some unconventional ways of of doing sales and was rewarded many times for my sales. And I actually became someone that they sought after when uh, branches need some, need some sales. And uh, they put me into these branches and I do stuff like knocking on doors and calling old lists and doing prospect callings. Very proactive. And as you can imagine in the bank world, it was very reactive at that time. And uh-huh. so it was a little bit unconventional. and. So obviously, I was making the bank good money, and you know, making twenty or twenty-five thousand dollars a year as a full-time person. And uh, a very interesting role came across me, which was the uh, mortgage specialist role. And CIBC was hiring in 1996. Uh, I took on that role and uh, became a mortgage specialist. So that's how I got into the mortgage world.
0: And then. Okay, so I'm, I'm going to come back to the teller conversation in a minute, but so then where did you go from mortgage specialist to now being the president of Mortgage Center Canada? Because there's obviously a path there too.
1: Yeah, so I, um, I, I worked at uh, CMHC, uh, did the stint there, uh, worked at some uh, private companies, one CLN Highlander, which was a technology company and kind of moved around that corporate world. And then I ended up being a mortgage agent with a company, a small company called Assured Mortgages in Streetsville, which is Mississauga, Ontario. Uh, I did that for a few, a few years. I was in a Sutton Group office in-house and uh, enjoying myself tremendously uh, doing mortgage brokering. Uh, then one day I got a call from GE Money, the CEO there, uh, Rick Lunny, who, who you may know is now the CEO of Manulife Bank, needed some help launching in Canada and asked me if I'd be interested. Being kind of new in the mortgage broker space, uh, I was enjoying myself, but I thought, hey, you know what? This is a great opportunity. The biggest company in the world uh, Mm -hmm. launching in Canada in the non-prime space, and uh, I thought, you know, I could take a sabbatical maybe for a year and help these guys launch. Uh, And that's how I ended up at, at GE Money.
0: And then where did you go from GE Money? There must have been some other transition in there too.
1: That's right. So Rick moved on to CIBC, and in around 2008. Things really slowed down in the non-prime space. GE was getting out of it, and, uh, and Rick uh, helped me get over to, to CIBC, and they had a program called Access. I'm not sure if you remember that. Was I first remember line. that, yeah. Yeah, so, so first line was looking for someone to take over that B-type of, of, uh, of leadership, and, uh, and I was the guy. And so I worked with uh, some of the people there to, to expand, believe it or not, the B space for CIBC. But, um, but as you know, the B-Space wasn't looked upon by the bank, very friendly around that 2008 time CIBC got caught up in that whole non-prime uh, fiasco and, uh, and they canceled the program. When they did do that, that's when the MCC opportunity came my way and uh, I went through an interview process and I was a successor to be the president of Mortgage Center Canada in uh, 2009.
0: Okay, so, and Mortgage Center Canada was owned at the time by CIBC, right? So that anybody was unaware of that. And so where did it go when you first bought or got involved in it? Where was Mortgage Center Canada compared to today, like in terms of size and, and influence and stuff?
1: Yeah, that, and, that, and that's a great question. Thanks for asking that. The Mortgage Center has been around since 1989. So uh, it, it was built by some uh, some other folks, uh, Brendan Calder, who you might know, uh, Bob Orr, uh, who you may know. And, yeah, I know Bob. And some of the big players that uh, that went through this industry, and uh, when CIBC bought First Line, uh, the mortgage Center was kind of along with it, and that was around 1991 when CIBC purchased First Line, and so the Morgan Center was attached to CIBC all the way until 2013, uh, and the Morgan Center. When I got when I arrived there was a well-established brand, but there was a lot of competition coming through, including Dominion lending centers. Uh, that's when Verico and others were, were were starting out. And with the bank, it's uh, it's very difficult at times to get things done. It's very slow. It's very clunky, as you can imagine. You had to go through different levels of management. Mm-hmm. even though we were growing, it was very slow and it wasn't as compared to others. Uh, And others started eating our lunch. I mean, the the honest truth was it was difficult to keep up because the others like DLC and Verico and MI were investing in their their businesses. And CIBC wasn't as quick at investing. So we did lose quite a bit. And uh, even though we're bringing new people on, we're probably losing more out the back door that we were gaining at that time. Fast forward to 2013, um, that's when CIBC decided uh, to get out of the space, they sold off first line and about nine months later, uh, they put us on the block and DLC was a successor in purchasing MCC.
0: Right. Okay. So that's the backstory. What I want to jump back to now is the teller. So Eddie, the teller who makes a name for himself by doing unconventional sales. So what kind of stuff were you doing? And can you give me an, maybe an example of what was one thing in particular that worked really, really well that maybe surprised you that you were like, wow, this is actually working You know, well for making sales?
1: Quick story on the teller. I was one of those tellers that was very talkative. I, I love building relationships and I would build relationships with my clients as a teller, so much so, you know, while they're in line, they wait for me. And it used to drive my manager crazy that these people would actually wait for me to do their everyday banking. But it was just that kind of relationship that I would build with these clients. So, uh, you know, moving over to the side counter, it was the same type of deal. There'd be a waiting room full of people. There'd be loans officers that had time to deal with them. And they'd say, no, 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 I want to wait for any. So it used to drive, drive them nuts. Um, So some of the unconventional stuff I used to do, Scott, is uh, in neighborhoods. I used to knock on doors. I used to go around and and knock on doors, introduce myself as the local uh, uh, loans officer in the branch down the street, and uh, love to see if uh, I can help you in any way with your your lending needs. And and that was what I did. I used to do that, you know, during uh, during the lunch hours, which sometimes people were home or or in the evenings, and and knocking on those doors. I would drum up business, people would come see me and I'd and I would do very well uh, selling mortgages, lines of credits, MasterCards, whatever I could uh,
0: going door to door. So, okay, where did you get the idea to go door to door? Because I don't think that's in the bank training manual to be like, hey, why don't you go knock on a neighborhood and say, hey, I'm the local bank rep and I'd love to help you. I mean, I'm, I think it would be quite, even today, people would be gobsmacked you know, if somebody did that. But so where did you come up with this? And then what would you say to people?
1: Yeah. So, you know, I, I worked at Young and Erskine, which, uh, you know, is, is a is a walking type of area. So people walk around a lot. And I was walking around lunchtime one time and seeing people, you know, turn left onto the street from the main street and go in their houses. And I said, Wow, well, I wonder if what it would be like if I just knocked on their door and said I'd introduce myself. And uh, and then I started doing that. And I started seeing success in just knocking on these doors. And, uh, you know, sometimes it was the nannies that answered the door and I'd sell them a MasterCard. And the credit, card. it was, it just, it, it was kind of the, a thought process that I had, and it was an experiment more than it was a strategy. But the experiment worked, so uh, you know, I, I started doing it, and then I, you know, others, other loan officers in my branches would come out with me, and and we would do it together. It was, it was kind of fun, uh, but it also, it it worked.
0: Okay, so then fast forward a little bit, and then now they move you to the side counter doing like loans and stuff. So then when did they move you into being the fixer that goes into other branches and helps the kickstart the sales process for them?
1: Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was one of the regional managers that, uh, that recognized uh, that every branch or every situation I'd be in, I'd, I'd increase their sales. And so whenever there was a branch that kind of needed a lift, they would throw me in there. It was almost like Paul fiction. Mm -hmm. They called Mr. uh, Mr. Wolf. To come in and, and fix it, they would just send me into these branches for six months at a time, and I'd I'd help them out and and show them kind of what I would do to to increase sales.
0: Right. Okay. You'd Knocked on doors. Anything else that you would do? The reason I'm asking this is because obviously lots of mortgage brokers listen, and we're in a sales profession. What other things that you found worked other than door knocking?
1: Picking up phone. Picking up the phone is is you know making as many calls as you can. We would use lists like old lists of you know clients with portfolios, and we would look at their portfolio and recognize they had equity in their homes and selling lines of credits. We had, I can't trust at the time, they had a a, a product called Powerline and it was a, it was a, it was a unique product at that time. And, and it was an easy sell. If people had, you know, equity in their homes, we sell them these lines of credit that had a mass card attached to it and get them excited about, you know, utilizing low interest rates and fixing portions of their, of their line of credit and mortgages and, so we recognize those kind of things, and and just make calls. And any time you're making a call, if you're not successful on the call that you're on, make another one. Right. See what happens on that call. And and that's what it was all about. It was just making call after call and trying to get better with each call and understanding, you know, more and more what clients are looking for and the languages to use and the buttons to press to uh, to get people interested in what you're selling.
0: Right. That's really good. And then you moved into becoming a mortgage specialist. And then, so how did that go from now you're on commission? So you go from you know, obviously a salaried position. So how was that transition?
1: Yeah, it was interesting. Right. So it was at a time when your average mortgage, you know, I lived in Brampton at the time. So I took a position as a mortgage specialist in the Brampton and Peel region. And your average mortgage back in the, uh, you know, mid nineties was, you know, 160, 170. And you're making, you know, 25 basis points, 30 basis points, up to 50 basis points on a deal, and uh, so you had to hustle. You had no choice. You had to build relationships. You had to pick up the phone, and you really had to hustle to get uh, to get anything close to, you know, a salary that you're used to, or or trying to get to a place, you know, some of your goals and making and making a good living. So it was tough, no doubt.
0: And so did you do any sales training throughout the process like any that made a big impact on you or was this sort of just natural that you just kind of picked like the door knocking thing sounds like you just thought, hey, I might as well knock on doors. It's lunch. I mean, I can't imagine most people in the bank or even mortgage brokers are like, it's lunchtime. I'm going to go knock on doors and see if anybody needs help. But so did you take any training or coaching or what, how did, where did this come from?
1: You know, CIBC had a really good training program. They partnered with an individual called Steve Gregory. And at that time, Steve Gregory and Associates and he introduced the whole sales cycle you know from picking up the phone to meeting with a client and gaining trust uh then moving on to to you know introducing products and and then you know the closing and Steve Gregory uh really impacted my life in terms of being successful and one of the things that I'll always remember and would suggest you use every day is working backwards taking a goal and how do you get to that goal and he would divide up your prospect list into high medium and low He would break it down to spend the right amount of time with each one of those centers of influence and you would build backwards and you know it would take 10 calls a day you know three meetings uh and uh you know, whatever else you needed to do for that day to get to your goal. And if you stuck to it, it was amazing. You would actually achieve that goal. So it was all about that discipline of making the phone calls, you know, handling the meetings and getting things done that really helped me be successful as a mortgage broker.
0: Right. Well, it's kind of, it kind of reminds me of Stephen Covey. He talks about in his book, you know, begin with the end in mind. So you, you're you beginning, your with your sales process or your sales with an end, okay, I, this is what I want. Now I got to work backwards. How many calls do I need to make? How many face-to-face meetings? And then it just, and then having the discipline, that's always the hard part. Like there's definitely no shortage of information out there for people. If they want to be, you know, if information was this answer, we'd everybody would be have six pack abs and be billionaires, but how did you keep yourself motivated? Is that just something you've been like since you're a kid or was that like, everything you're saying makes total sense, but not everybody wants to do it. So what happened to those days? Where you woke up and you're like, man, you know, did you have those days or are you just naturally optimistic?
1: You know, I, I've always been a relationship type guy. I love talking to people, just love being around people. And I think that is, you know, one of the recipes or one of the ingredients in a recipe of sales is if you're good with people and you love talking to people, then naturally you're going to be a de- decent salesperson. So I think that's, that's what uh, what motivated me to, to get into into sales.
0: Okay. It was partly innate and then with a little bit of uh, guidance from, from this guy. So I want to switch gears a little bit and ask you about failure. So obviously failure is something that happens if you've been in, in business or entrepreneur for any amount of time, but it's never fatal. Can you share something that maybe you had failed at, but looking back that there was a lesson in it for you?
1: Yes. Um, there was a time when I was a, between being a, a corporate citizen and before getting into mortgage brokering, uh, I thought a, of a business where I can help mortgage brokers close deals. Mm-hmm. I call it broker assistant manager and what I would do is basically be the virtual assistant. Yeah. And uh, you know give the broker the time uh, to sell and take on, BAM, broker system manager, take on the, the administrative headaches and, and the $10 an hour part of, of the transaction. Mm-hmm. And so I went out to mortgage brokers and I said, hey, let me, let me do this. And I had a, a price point of you know, anywhere from $169 to $239, and depending on how much you wanted me to get involved in the transaction. And I'd help them close files and let them concentrate on sales. But what I didn't realize is how much brokers couldn't let go of that, that relationship with the client. And, you know, even though I was trying to do this and represent that broker, they always wanted to end up talking to them and they thought, you know, Hey, listen, we appreciate it sounded good, but I can do this, uh, you know, myself. So, you know, it was, it was a time where I think it was just too early in the process. Something like that might work today. I don't know, but, uh, I tried it and it just didn't work.
0: Right. Actually, you know, I know uh, somebody who's looking at doing something like that. So it's interesting. I think you are ahead of the curve in terms of, you know, almost like a virtual assistant. I know that CIBC has a closing center, a closing department that almost, you know, that does help their mortgage specialists with that. So that's obviously something that can be done or is being done.
1: Yes, they did. And uh, I can't help but think that they stole it from me, but uh, I can't prove it.
0: Right. Yeah, exactly. Good luck with that one. So looking at that, so it was obviously you went out, you had sold it, you got people on board, but then trying to keep them on board was hard. So what lesson in there was it? How would you do it differently?
1: Yeah, you know, it would, it would be a whole analysis. So how I do that differently is is probably take, spend more time in trying to understand, you know, the broker psyche, spending more time in the process, maybe technology, having more technology involved. I think anytime time you come up with an idea, I think it's, it's important that you spend time working that idea before you spend any time and money and resources behind the idea. And I think I learned that. That was a, that was a lesson I learned back then because you know, I did put a lot of money, time into it where I lost a lot of money. But it was a good experience and I understood that you know, at that time I had to go through that to understand it. But uh, but it was a lesson learned
0: for sure. So how long ago was that? Just out of curiosity.
1: That was after my specialist days, before my broker days. So it was in the uh, in the late nineties.
0: Right. Yeah. So virtual assistants and all that stuff was not really like normal language like it is today. So.
1: No, it wasn't, and I and I still have my business plan. I was actually looking at it not too long ago. It was funny. I pulled it out and blew the dust off it.
0: That's hilarious. I know. I remember one time talking to Bob Ward and he told me that he had come up with this idea that people could get mortgages online. And it like, this was like 15 years ago and it totally flopped. But I think it was just way, like he's such, he was such a visionary. It was just way ahead of its curve in terms of, he's like, nobody's going to, you know, and now of course people will apply for mortgages online. But
1: CIBC had Mortgage Market Connect. You remember that in the Royal Page offices? So you'd sit in front of the screen and there'd be a camera and you'd sit in front of the loans officer. Do you remember that?
0: No, I didn't. Know, I didn't know about that. So, what what was that?
1: So that was exactly what you said. So Bob Ward, I think, came up with it. So all the Royal Page offices would have a a computer screen, and you sit in front of it. There was a camera, and you would do an application live with someone on the other side in the CIBC office.
0: That's awesome.
1: It's called Mortgage Market Connect. Yeah, it was it was awesome. I mean, I remember. You know, being in the Royal Page Office as a as a mortgage specialist, they're sort of my competitor. But I thought this is kind of neat, but it, it flopped.
0: Yeah, it was ahead of way ahead of its time. Like it's just an idea that's too early. Well, even if it's a great idea, it's just not going to be picked up and run with, right? Exactly. So I want to switch now and ask about the brokerage. So Mortgage Center Canada, you've been there uh, for a few years, and so what's kind of the there's you know lots of different brokerages available, not lots, there's you know a small number, and so what makes Mortgage Center Canada unique? Like what what makes you unique and why your company, I guess.
1: Yeah, you well know, Mortgage Center, as I said, it has been around a long time, and the uniqueness starts there. It's the it's the longevity. It's been around now 27 years. There are still mortgage brokers that were here from day one, and they really built a culture, Scott. Uh-huh. A culture that I think is unmatched. And, uh, you know, part of my job, and, you know, I haven't built a legacy here yet. I've been here for, you know, going on eight years. But my job is also to, to keep that culture and make sure that culture isn't disturbed. Uh-huh. Uh, last year, we received over 100 franchise applications. And I declined 99% of them. Right. And the criteria to be a franchise, unfortunately, we just don't give it to anybody. Mm-hmm. There's certain criteria. There's a certain bar that you have to meet. And and that's the uniqueness of, of Mortgage Center, in my mind, is just the quality of people. You know, the brand's been around for so long. The Mortgage Center, it's what we do. It's an incredible brand. It's an incredible name. And more importantly, it has incredible people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and those people will continue on building the legacy. You know, I don't think it will ever be me. You know, it won't ever be an individual. It'll just be a, all the people that come along uh, in the years and built such a fascinating business. And uh, I think that's where our uniqueness comes in.
0: Right. That's good. And now I want to I switch to the future. So where's the biggest opportunity for the broker business in the next couple of years?
1: The broker business itself, you know, I think it's a lot of the same. Uh, I think we're doing a great job, finally, in getting into the public eye. And mm-hmm. I think we're doing a great job, you know, working with first-time homebuyers. I think we're being a, doing a great job competing with the banks, and we want to continue down that path. You know, we hear a lot about diversifying, and you know that that maybe is important. But what makes the mortgage broker industry special is that we do mortgages. We do mortgages really well. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We, you know, we, we are becoming, and I know we're only at 30%, but I think that's rising slower and slower. We're becoming the choice for consumers when it comes to mortgage financing. And that's what we want to do. We want to make sure that our consumers understand we are the best choice when it comes to mortgage financing. Right. We are the better choice. So continuing down that road, doing more to get into consumer and get in front to consumer is, I think, the key. Uh, but, you know, keeping this industry on a professional level is really, really important.
0: So what do you think is the biggest risk to the mortgage business? Because obviously there's I I totally agree. I think the mortgage business has a ton of, you know, opportunity and the people that want to be pros and serve their clients, they're going to be successful. But so what are the risks that you can see that we are going to be facing in the next couple of years?
1: Reputation. I think I think that's always going to be a risk for us. And we talked about being professional. We just got to maintain uh, you know, that trajectory. Uh, in the summertime, we had an unfortunate incident, uh, in which brokers were put in a negative spotlight. I think there may be some more of that coming, Scott. Uh, and I, I you know, we have to be very, very diligent in, in how we conduct ourselves. And we need help, we need help from our associations, we need help from our regulators. Uh, you know, we can't do it all ourselves, but uh, If we're going to get to a point or to a spot where, you know, the consumer is looking at us as as first choice, we really have to be careful and and, and make sure our reputation stays above what it is today.
0: Right. I love how Warren Buffett says it can take 20 years to build a reputation and five minutes to destroy it. And I think... Sometimes how in a, even in our industry or whatever how quickly that can happen, right? If we're not if we're not careful, and especially with the media, they they don't certainly they can take something and run with it and make a big problem out of something.
1: Yeah, and and that's just it, right? And, and we went through that in the summertime, like I said, with some rogue uh, rogue brokers that uh, used some techniques that are unfortunate with fraud. Uh, you know, there's there's syndicate mortgages. I think there's some things there that you know I think are, are dangerous and. Fortunately, may may put a, a negative light on, on mortgage brokers. So, you know, we just got to make sure that we, we maintain a, a level of professionalism and, and we're doing the right things when it comes to uh, to mortgage brokering.
0: Right. OK, so last question. Do you have like a big goal or anything for Mortgage Center Canada in the next few years? Like what would be like your a big goal you have for the next three or four years?
1: Growth is important to me. I wanna continue down down the growth path. We had our best year in 2015. We had our best January uh, ever and and growth is important to me. But growth has to happen uh, organically. And what we wanna do is we wanna invest in our people and we wanna make sure that they have the opportunities to to grow their businesses. And it's not only about technology and resources, it's also about self-development. And we've, uh, we've invested in Darren Hardy uh, this last uh, few months uh, with, with a program called Insane Productivity, in which uh, we gave $700 scholarships to all of our people to, uh, to sign up for it. And Darren Hardy has been an incredible success coach. Uh, he's the editor of Success Magazine. He uh, interviews the top people, Warren Buffett, you know, guys like uh, Donald Trump and others, and, and he really gets it when it comes to uh, self-development. So we want to continue down that path. If I can go to my top 20% and, who do 80% of my business and improve their business by a couple of deals, or go to my bottom 20% or 80% that they only do 20% and double and triple their business, imagine that's billions of dollars of opportunity that I can help with my guys to get to that next level. And I think self-development and just pushing them towards, uh, you know, doing some some really easy uh, self-development courses or reading some books or some sort of mentoring can get them there. And that's what we want to see. That's what we want to do and just help our guys grow organically.
0: Mm-hmm, that's really good. You know, well, this is probably like, I don't know, interview 97 or 98 or something, but that when I talk to mortgage brokers, there's not a problem that someone's having in their business today that someone else hasn't already solved. That The unfortunate part is that sometimes it's just hard, where's that solution when I need it? But there's definitely a plenty of brain power in our industry and lots of great solutions to the day-to-day issues that we have. It's just trying to aggregate them, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely, you hit it right on. And I think there's, there's tremendous opportunity to, to grow what we have and, uh, and there's tremendous opportunity as well as to get new entrance to our to our industry.
0: Right. Well, th- hey, this has been an awesome interview. Where can people find you online?
1: They can go to www.eddy.cocholo.com. And that's my personal website. They can find me uh, on email at eddy, E-D-D-Y, at mortgagecenter.com or, or call me directly at 647-403-7320. I'd love to hear from you.
0: Awesome. Well, you can check out the show notes, links to Eddie, as well as contact information. And uh, Eddie, I really appreciate your time, man. And I hope you continue to crush it with Mortgage Center.
1: Yeah, I really appreciate it, Scott. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for taking the time. It's uh, It's awesome. I really appreciate it.
0: Thank you.